What's going on, everybody? This is Matt Dixon, and with me in studio today... Justin Bruggeman. Yes, David is out of the studio, but we are here, and we are fired up and ready to bring you the best Tuesday that you've had all week on the True Wealth Radio Show. So, Justin, what do you know? You know, it was it's kind of funny, because I kind of sit there and kind of had a topic. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you went and had lunch. I did. I did. And I had to stumble upon my favorite tacos in town. And they're $2. And they're delicious. <laughs> and so all I could think about after lunch was how much I love tacos. And I thought we might be able to somehow wrap that into your idea for what you had for the show today. Which was what? How to save money during recessionary environments? During an inflationary period. Yeah. When, yeah. when things are getting more expensive, where can you go to save okay. money? Yeah. And then, of course, you had to come in and be yeah. like, I love tacos. Yeah, and I'm like, let's make this an acronym. Yeah. How do we do it? And so we, you know, bickered back and forth about what the T could stand for, what the A could stand for. And we came up with what? So the T was for track, well, I believe. We came out with today is going to be about taco. Mm -hmm. Not tacos, because... We didn't find one for the S, but we can work around to <laughs> Just that. Just taco, yeah. Just taco. And it's convenient because we got four segments to this radio yeah. show today. And so we're going to try and cover all four. And so we decided to break it down into T-A-C-O. Yep. T for the acronym is T for track your mm -hmm. budget, track your spending. Okay. A to analyze your spending. Mm -hmm. C, to control your spending. That's the hardest one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we'll get to that The later. mentally hardest yes. one. And then O for other or opportunities yes. that may come. And I think that's one that's overlooked a little bit yeah. is the opportunities because everyone's like, hey, I'm strapped for cash. But yeah. the reality is... Well, so is everyone else. So there might be some opportunities for you, especially if you have some cash. And it can be because of how your every day, month spending is going is you prepare yourself for times like this. You should, right? Yeah, Because you, really you should. should have, you know, your emergency fund for tough times mm -hmm. and um, excess savings because that way when you run into an environment like this, you're not having the... The oh crap factor is like, mm -hmm. what do I do now? Right. So having a little bit of savings and being prepared goes a long mm -hmm. ways. And it's true. And I, you know, I, I mentioned cash, right? Like everyone says cash is king. Mm -hmm. But there's also opportunities to leverage yeah. your money in situations too. So even if you don't have cash, you might be able to leverage yourself into a situation where you, you know, come out but on the other end of things looking pretty good. Potentially, yeah. So let's stick with we're we're, we're, we're on jumping tea, right? around. Yeah, we can't we right? can't start with the opportunities. We're gonna save that for last. Let's yeah. go back like you're talking about and talk about tracking your spending, tracking kind of a budget and what that might look like. Yeah. Well, we're on T with track, right? Yeah. Which interestingly enough, only thirty two percent of households. Mm-hmm. Track their budget. And are you serious? Serious. Only 32%. 32%, which whoever really did low. this study yeah. 
which a lot of it is, I'm sure, which even like me, I will log into my account, see where my money's at, mm-hmm. but I'm not really paying attention to, wait, what's coming next? What bills are coming out, if any? Yeah. It's just, is there money there? Yay. If there's not money there, uh-oh. I know for myself, it's like some months, I'm really, really good about tracking the spending, mm-hmm. right? And then you get a month where you're kind of lazy and you're like, oh, last month was a great month. I don't have to watch it as close. And before you know it, you're like, man, I've spent a lot of money this mm-hmm. month. So I do think that tracking it and paying attention to it is really important. I know for me, one of the things that my wife and I like to do, um, and it sounds really simple, but it's worked over the years, is we know kind of a budget of we need to be between this dollar amount and this dollar a month. Uh, for the entire month. So right. we we try and stay between those guardrails. And if things start to get, you know, more on the expensive side, we're like, hey, you know, we need to tone it back this month. We need to tone down the spending and try and not let it go too much over this amount. Otherwise, we're going to be tapping into some savings, right? right. We're going to be spending more than we're making this month. But some months, you know, you look at your credit card statement because we put everything on the credit mm-hmm. card and then we just pay it off at the end of the month. Some months, you know, you'll open it up halfway through the month and be like, man, we've hardly spent any money this month. We can afford to go treat ourselves and go get that one thing right. we want at Costco. <laughs> or seven things. Cause yeah, it's you never get one thing at Costco. And then just even talking about like the more expensive the things have gotten over the last year is even looking back to almost a year ago now mm-hmm. the average cost per person per household on just food so just like one person how much are they averaging in cost for food which this was out of portland which i don't know how much that reflects to down here just so you know i'm completely unaware of this number and i want to take a guess okay cuz i don't have this in front of me so per I'm, person per person per month this is probably going to be way low, but I'm thinking 500. No, that's no. not low. It's not average cost. Average cost supposedly is about 360 a month. Oh, I'm over. Okay, per person though. Okay. So if you know it's you and your wife, mm-hmm. you know about 700. Family of four, you know just under 1600. Okay, that'd be 15 something. Yeah. But um, but that was a year ago. Okay, maybe I was pricing that into today because (laughs) I try and keep an an eye on like how much we spend as a couple on food and and it's gone up. It's really expensive. It is. I mean, I mean, I even have like gas. Mm -hmm. I don't even look. No, I don't. But just because there's no point because I have to get it to get to A to B no -hmm. matter what. So there's no point in me being frustrated about it. I'm just like, just put gas in it, whatever it is. Um. But other things I look at, which I have are certain things. So you're saying I, you do track your budget a little bit. You're watching this and trying to know how much money you're appropriating to the different places. No. Oh, you know, okay. No. no. I just, I'm going to pay it no matter what to get to work. Okay. So it's one of those things where you kind of just don't gas, look at it. Gas like, is one. This is fixed. Yeah. yeah gas, gas is, is one. one. Is there another one in there that you're like, this is one I can't even track because it is what it is? Gas is probably, I mean, mortgages typically stay unless mm-hmm. you have floating rates. They're pretty consistent. Um, but no, a lot of stuff I don't track, which thankful for my wife. She tracks a lot of this and lets me know, but I personally do not. Okay. Okay. Um, 
And even food budget. I don't necessarily track that much just because we're going to eat. Well, and the tracking part has actually gotten a lot easier over the years. Mm-hmm. Because like for my, with my credit card, for example, it gives me a breakdown report every month. Mm-hmm. You spent 23% of your budget on utility bills. You spent, right. you know what I mean? And so it breaks it down for me, and it makes it really intuitive. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be interesting to chart it on like an Excel sheet and then make a graph out of it somewhere where you could see each month, like interesting and scary at the same time. Yeah. But there's also, which when you're looking at budgeting, there's always like, you know, things you can reduce your costs on. Like maybe you don't need to go out to eat, I guess as much, but Matt, do you have certain things that like, I have certain foods and brands I'll buy Mm -hmm. that I don't care. Um, Snickers for me. (laughs) Like, if there aren't Snickers in the cupboard at all times, the mini ones, not those super, super small ones, but the kind of halfway in between okay. Snickers bar. Oh, I go through the, through those like you wouldn't believe in whipped cream. I put whipped, whipped cream, cream on waffles, pancakes, ice cream, coffee. It goes on everything. And so if there isn't at least two cans of whipped cream in the house, I start to really come unhinged. So there is no budget for Snickers bars and whipped cream. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> that's so mine's a little different not snickers okay cheese really it's only tillamook or bandit so you gotta have really good cheese in the house at all times it's just tillamook or bandit i try cut it off there and eat it by the chunk okay yes cheese cottage cheese and top ramen. Well, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas next year. I'm just going to get you a bunch of like really exotic wheels of cheese Mm-mm. and be like, here you go, Justin. No, nope. Tillamook or Bandon guy. Wait. That's pretty much it. So that's it. That's like it. you're not you're not bluffing here. No. If it's not those two brands, you're not no. eating it. I used to live in Texas and I used to pay $14 a brick what? for Tillamook cheese because no. I could find it in one place in, in Houston, Texas. They carried it at Target. 14 bucks a brick. Have you... We're getting into the weeds here, but have you ventured out and tried any of yes. these really exotic Can't cheese? Do it. Not your thing? No. The other really? one is Top Ramen. Top? No. Yep. You can't go fake Top Ramen on me. It was in my wedding vows with my wife. You're, no, it wasn't. You can't do knockoff Top Ramen. Is there a video of this anywhere? Because I want to I see it. I guarantee there probably is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I can get you the, I can get you the vows. They're I, somewhere on paper. But. I feel like that's... That's everyone has that weakness though, mm-hmm. where it's like there's one or two things that have to stay in the budget no matter what, and I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, you should spoil yourself some and yeah, do those things. You have to. You got to live. But off on this, you know, tangent we've kind of been on, but mm-hmm. tracking on seeing wearing where everything goes because a lot of people don't know where it all goes. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know where it goes. You can't graduate to the A and taco mm-hmm. is where we're kind of going to. So start first. Is, is there some order here and yeah. how we're going through this? So start with tracking. Start with the budget. Mm-hmm. Don't be the you know mere 32% of people that actually follow or track yeah. your budget. 68%. Or is that, is that yeah. right, Matt? Yeah, that is. Don't even correct. track it. Don't be the 68%. Be the 32%. Yeah. And um, it can be crazy on how much it can change, on mm-hmm. what, where you're spending, on what you're spending on. Right. Okay. So I think it's just about time. Yeah, we, got, we, got a, we got a little bit. But we're going to go 
through the, you know, we're going to go to this order, track, analyze, control, and then the opportunities when we get to. Mm-hmm. How, you, how do you track it? Ooh, I don't know. For me, I'm not tracking each single expenditure. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, for myself, I'm just looking at, you know, am I within this window of right. spending each In month? In the range. And I put everything on that one credit card. Right. And we only have the one credit card, so everything's in one spot. So if you have multiple credit cards, mm-hmm. you might want to be adding that up and writing it down each month and saying, okay, total, here I am. What do I actually make? That's probably the easiest place to start. Right. Um, so if you make $5,000 a month, and your credit card bill is at six thousand. Well, now you got to draw. You're going negative. Yeah, you're going negative. So I think just knowing where you're at and monitoring. I monitor like on a every week or two week basis, mm-hmm. where I just get a little glimpse, a little snapshot of how much have I spent, and then I ask myself, Am I within the parameters? Should I right. scale back? Do I have some room to move up the bar and spend a little bit more? But then it breaks into: Are you really analyzing where the money is going or are you just making sure you fall into this Uh, spectrum of Matt's okay? Justin, that is a great segue into the break. We have to take that first obscene profit break. When we get back, we're going to talk about how we analyze our finances. This is Matt Dixon and Justin Brugman. And you're listening to 93.9 and 1240 KQEN. All right, everybody. This is Matt Dixon and Justin Bruggeman. And you guys are listening to the True Wealth Radio Show. If you happen to miss the first part of this show, you can always catch it by going to our website and checking out the podcast. You can go to littlejohnfs.com. Um, we would love to see you guys checking out the podcast. And if you have any questions, you can always feel free to email us at info at littlejohnfs.com. Or give us a phone call at 541-375-0898. Justin, where did we leave our listeners off at? We're Bring us back into the mix here. We're tracking back. Well, tracking. We're getting through the taco conversation. The which, taco conversation. Okay. The first part was what? The Taco Tuesday conversation. Mm-hmm. Which the T in taco is track. Where's your money going? Mm-hmm. And are you paying attention to where it's going at all? You know, I my I, this is my hope that the people that are listening to this show, every time they hear Taco Tuesday, in the back of their mind, they're not just going to think about tacos. They're also going to think about the conversation we had today on the radio. They're going to think about tracking their money. And then the next piece of it, what are they going to think about? What's the A have to do with? Analyzing. Okay. Analyzing your budget on... Where the money's going, why the money's going there, and can it be adjusted? Right, because it doesn't do us any good if we track things and then fail to analyze right. it. Because then there's no actionable items. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so when analyzing, which the first one that always cops up is, what is the interest rate on your paying on one, credit cards, auto loan, mortgage even, mm-hmm. which... It's a little bit of a different subject right now because it, you, normally it could be like, well, maybe I should refinance. But depending on when you buy your home, right now might be a 
bad time. Right. Depending on when you first originated the loan. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Which everybody's situation is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you were, you know, got into a mortgage, you know, years and years ago at, you know, eight, which that'd be a lot of years, eight, but, you know, six, and you maybe had property mortgage insurance at that time as well. Mm-hmm. It may make sense. Right. And which the one that scares me the most is, you know, getting a new credit card that has, you know, zero interest for, you know, 12 to 18, 24 months, and then you can balance transfer. Oh, so like if you have like a $10,000 credit card bill on one credit card, shifting instead of paying, I don't even know what credit card interest rates are at these days. Well, it'll vary, but as interest rates rise, they're going to continue to go up because they're Mm -hmm. based on the rate as well. Right. And so interest that people are paying now is higher than it was 12 months ago. Mm, And so they can be really attractive, say, hey, let's... Transfer you know, that take out this, here. you know, $20,000 credit limit. Let's sweep all of our credit card into this one, the zero interest for 12 months, which in theory makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do with this other $20,000 of open credit you just got away with? Ah, are so you just going to start re- in a corner yes. by opening a new card, transferring the balance, and then your old card is still active and so you get tempted to put the new expenses, mm-hmm. the new purchases on the old card, and then you've, in theory, doubled down right. on the debt. So you turn, say, call it $20,000 in credit card debt. To th- you put it into you know another credit card that's $20,000, zero interest, and then you rack up another $20,000. So now you're at $40,000. Then mm. you're like, uh-oh. Yeah, you've made your problem substantially worse. In doing that. So that is something you don't want to do. We don't want more debt, especially on a credit card. I mean, it can make sense, but you have to have some... Self-control. Yes. That, all right, I'm moving this to save money in the, you know, short and long term is... Mm -hmm. I don't know if it means you need to cut those up or hide them or put them in the safe and throw away the key. But it's a lot of self-discipline into figuring out, does this make sense? Because financially, and a lot of times, yeah, it would make a lot of sense. If you're paying a lower interest rate over either a shorter time or even the same time loan, it does on paper make sense. I think that's one where partly you have to look yourself in the mirror and get real honest real quick and say, do I have the capability and the self-control to handle this situation and if you feel like there's any chance that you don't you should probably not touch the hot stove well and it goes back to who's really the problem is it the card mm-hmm. or is it the card holder right which is 90 percent of the time we it's the card holder the credit card companies <laughs> yes. i've seen it so many times all oh, these credit card companies are making me go broke well no you knew the term right of the agreement you took out the credit card and you swiped it. The credit card did not swipe itself. It's the instant gratification. Is the I need it now instead of do I? Mm-hmm. Or I I want it now and I'm going to pay for it now. But it means you're also going to pay for it now and later. Right. If you're not budgeted to do that. So part of this whole analyze piece that we're talking about, we're analyzing interest rates. We're mm-hmm. analyzing credit cards. What are some other things that we might analyze? Um, 
I've heard people talk about analyzing insurance coverages mm-hmm. and looking at if there's some potential savings there. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on, on this a little bit? I <laughs> I have a little different aspects on this because I think insurance good insurance companies that take care of their clients are great. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that they're always going to be necessarily the cheapest. Mm. They're going to get the best customer service for what you're paying for and more. Right. Not always. I don't think of it as a the lowest price is the best deal. Yeah, that's true. Which and it can be, but also when you're looking at insurance coverages, especially I'm talking more um, property casualty insurance at this point. Okay. Is I mean, if you have you know a third vehicle, mm-hmm. let's you know let's call it value has two thousand dollars. You have full coverage on it. You're paying an extra eighty dollars a month for it. It only gets pulled out of the driveway. What? Once a month. Right. That might not make sense to be paying for full coverage on that. So you're saying maybe analyze what you're paying for. Are you getting insurance that is appropriate to the situation that you're in? Right. And I I am probably guilty of this, right? Like I have full coverage Mm -hmm. on a vehicle I hardly ever drive. Mm -hmm. It might be a thousand miles a year, but I've been too lazy to... Mm -hmm either change it or look at maybe even selling it because I don't need the vehicle. And And so not even that you have to change it, but can you, and what is the cost difference? And this that way you can weigh the pros and cons and say, all right, does this pencil and make sense or does it not? Mm -hmm. Um, Which typically we don't really say is have left coverage, especially when you're talking liability insurance or anything like that is, Usually more is better. Don't have to have over coverage, but making sure everything's adequately covered. But there can be some. It's like, why am I paying this much money for something that never moves? Mm-hmm. And is it increasing my personal liability? Right. Um, if it's just covering the vehicle, then maybe it may make sense. I mean, if you do something stupid and run it into the ditch because you're texting, which part of that should be, you know, your fault, <laughs> and you should be able to eat that. Yeah, don't drive and text. <laughs> yeah. Especially with the weather coming, slow oh, it down. Yeah. Relax. There's nowhere that important to be. You'll get there. Um, but the big one is, is just analyze what you're spending, what you're paying for, whether it's insurance, whether it's you know, food. I mean, there's different things that you can cut out mainly, which I have different opinions on this as well. Like dinner to me has to have meat. Mm-hmm. Like I have a salad for dinner that has zero meat on it. That's a snack. That's not dinner. You know, I'm going to take this a different route. We're talking a lot about analyzing maybe the things that we're either overpaying for or aren't needed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to spin this around and also throw out another piece to our listeners what is it that you aren't spending enough on? Because that's another piece I feel like people sometimes overlook because we can we can find these areas where we might be overpaying and if we address those, we might be able to appropriate those funds and that money to an area where we're not doing well in. Like, for right. example, you might um, be spending 
spending a ton of money on a subscription service, mm-hmm. multiple, and we're going to get to that in the next segment mm-hmm. of the show coming up here in a few minutes, but you might be spending a ton of money on a bunch of subscriptions that you don't use, you don't need, but you're also complaining about the fact that you want to go to the gym and get healthy, but you can't afford it. Right. So you might look at this and say part of analyzing our finances is about finding ways that we can improve our lifestyle. Mm-hmm while also cutting out the things that we either A, don't need, or B, just aren't good for us in the first place. Yeah. So. hundred, like, subscriptions, which, I mean, where did my number go? You got to, I love that you always bring an interesting statistic I, into this show. Do, do you have another one for I me? I do. Okay, so hit they, me with it. So the average know. consumer spent, which, which this was a study, which, I don't remember the date on it. It was within the last year. The average consumer thinks that they spend on subscriptions than what is factual. Mm-hmm. So they go through and they, you know, quiz all these people on what do you spend on subscription services, which that includes, you know, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, you know, um, Your Fat music Fit Fun, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People approximated about $86 a month. Okay, which you know, th- if you're spending ten dollars a month on Netflix, right. and you're guessing eighty. That seems about right. The reality of it, when they actually went through and itemized it all, mm-hmm. was two hundred and thirteen dollars a month. Ouch! That so is over were double <laughs> under expectations. You buy more than double. Yeah, on what they were spending, which a lot of it is is. I'm guilty of this as well. Mm-hmm. There might be subscri- subscriptions I paid for because I'm like, I want to watch this golf event or want to watch this scenario. It's like, yeah, sign up for this six-month trial. Oh, the trial ones will get you. And then after this, we're going to charge you so-and-so a month. And two years later, you're like, oh. My favorite are the videos circulating online where people actually are like, they don't even know that they're paying for a subscription right. service. And then they find out, for the last two or three years, they've been paying for this thing. They've right. never even logged into it, and they didn't even know that they were paying for it. Yes. But, okay, so we've kind of dabbled at this next segment of the show, which is about control. Mm-hmm. We've talked a little bit about subscription services, but that's a segue because we have to take another break. Yep. So when we get back, we're going to talk about the third piece here on of the taco of the taco show. So you guys are listening <laughs> to the True Wealth Show. Um, this is Matt Dixon and Justin Bruggeman, and you guys are listening to ninety three point nine and twelve forty KQEN. What's going on, everybody? You guys are listening to the True Wealth Radio Show. This is Matt Dixon, and I've got Justin in studio with me today. And we are talking about everything tacos and everything (laughs) finance. This is an odd show, but it's a great show. And if you missed any of it, you better go back and check out the podcast at littlejohnfs.com. It'll be available tomorrow. And the taco is really an acronym because we're talking about different ways that you can be budget-friendly or save money when inflation is knocking Mm -hmm. at the door. We talked about different ways that you can track your budget and ways that you can save a little bit of money possibly. We talked about how tracking it just isn't enough though. You need to go through and you need to analyze and say, hey, 
what is it that I'm really paying for? How right. can I make changes to either improve my pocketbook or improve my lifestyle? Mm-hmm. And then the third piece that we're going to get to right now, the C in Taco, Justin, stands for what? The control. Yes. But mind control? Is that where you're going? Uh, it could be a little bit of both. Okay. But it's a matter of going back through and tracking where the money's going, analyzing where the money's going, and this is the worst part, controlling what? it. Ah, oh, you sent shivers down my yeah. spine. I actually have to control my spending? Is that what you're saying? On getting rid of the things that maybe, which maybe you've, you know, you're done great, everything is fine, this inflationary period isn't affecting you so i guess do it you know keep going you know Big it shouldn't up. send shivers down your spine you want to know why because everyone likes to have more control over their lives they right do. and so we should look at this application piece of the process and say hey we're not afraid to apply what we're learning right let's just get out there and do it so what are some areas that we might be able to control? And I, we talked about this a little bit before we went to the break. We were talking about subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, remember, we were trying to list them in the office, and it's like, oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. I mean, we talked about all the – I mean, think about all the different music mm-hmm. subscription services, mm-hmm. right? There's a long list. We don't need to go into all of them. There – TV. TV mm-hmm. used to be the antennas. And yep. then it was... Or your, cable. And cable, yeah. And now everyone might... E- you might even have a combination of both. You might mm-hmm. have your cable or your dish, and then you also got your Netflix, but that wasn't enough. So now you need Hulu, and now yeah. you need Disney, and, and a home phone Peacock. line, which isn't as common anymore. But. Yeah, you know, I actually miss the home phone line. There's something, like, comforting about that. At least you knew people's phone numbers. Do you, did you ever have a magic jack in college? A magic jack? Yeah, you could plug it in to your um, internet, and then boom, you have a landline. I had no, a I magic jack phone number where <laughs> if I didn't pay my cell phone bill for like, it was just dollars a month, you could call my landline. By the time when I was, was in college, I had a cell phone that, so. Yeah, well, the cell phone was expensive, and some months <laughs> you didn't want to pay it, and some yeah, I didn't. I also didn't get very good reception in the area right. that we were living, and I'm like, how am I going to combat this? It was a Magic Jack landline that was like four dollars a month or something ridiculous, and they call that a Wi-Fi boost now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but back in the day, the phone wasn't running off Wi-Fi, and so you were in trouble if you didn't have good service. But we're getting into the weeds, yep. so. There's a lot of different subscriptions out there, um, and you're probably paying for a handful of them that you don't use. That might be a good starting place. Another one with control of where the money's going, which another one, I give my wife credit on this one because she shows me things. I'm just like, really? You're like, where did you find this? So she sends me this analyzation, I guess, of our power bill. Which okay. is mind-blowing to me. We, me and you were talking about this earlier. Yeah, I did get a glimpse of this. And it'll break down, you know, where you're, what the cost is for heating, laundry, mm-hmm. um, the you know, number- cooking, entertainment. And then this one that drives me crazy is the always-on one. It, yeah. And that, Which, wasn't that number two on your energy It was. It makes up 25%, 25.5% or so of... Your um, entire electric bill? My electric bill. And it is... 
literally crap that is plugged in all the time and not being used. You know, a lot of people I don't think realize that that's a real thing, right? Yeah. If it's plugged in, it's pu- it's pulling a draw on your yeah. power. And at first I'm like, this used. isn't true. So I started doing more more research on it. Mm-hmm. Like the can opener that gets used, I don't know. Once every two months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depends. Like our kids like spaghettios and stuff, so it gets, okay. It gets you know. a little bit of use. And so, but how hard is it to unplug and plug in? Mm-hmm. And you know, all you walk around your house, how many like cell phone chargers are plugged in everywhere just in case you sit down and your phone's dying and you need it? Mm-hmm. Those are drawing power the whole time. Yeah. And it's amazing to me. That's a lot of money each month, especially if your power bill is around, you know, $200 a month. You start saving 25% of that. That's, well, that's even like I would think, like, the microwave probably takes a lot, but mm-hmm. it has, you know, the clock on it. So I'm not going to be like, because yeah, that would drive me insane. Mine, it'd mine's be like, hardwired in, yeah. so that's not possible. But it's like half of me wants to spend, like, a month just walking around unplugging everything just to see how big of a difference it makes. Oh, man. I'll give my, my dad credit on this one. That guy spends time walking around the house and shutting off all the lights this that are being used. Mine things. shows like lighting only 3%. I'm like, this has got to be wrong. Oh. That's where I'm like, I'm not fully believing all this stuff. Oh, I did switch almost all my lights in my house to LEDs. Oh. So 3% actually might might be real. So maybe, Dad, you don't have to switch off the lights. Maybe. Just switch to LEDs. It's only 3%. We're going to test them. What Just you go and up? unplug all the chargers, like the wall chargers for your DeWalt battery. Unplug it. You're not charging the battery. Don't have it plugged in. I love all like also the recommendations. It's like, you know, buy efficient lighting and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I'm like, how much money am I going to spend to save $10 a month? That it's is like, true, right? Just, because the LED bulb costs right. <laughs> like 10 times more than the standard bulb. So I'm like, I'm not really sure if that like, you know, pencils or not, but it's like when they burn out, sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I was going through, which, you know, my house isn't necessarily, you know, addictive of what everybody else is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, heating and cooling, you know, runs about 40% of it, which I'm like, all right, that one makes sense. The space heaters are the one that crack me up. Oh, a lot of people think that that's more efficient than, you know, some of the other forms of heat in the mm-hmm. house. And so they're running the space heaters. And I'm like, man, if you've got better oh, sources yeah, of heat. Oh, horrible. Oh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. The space heaters can be rough. Yeah. But, but anyways, going back to, you know, the subscriptions that we have, especially which I can, especially with children is, I mean, we have, which I have no problem saying you know, Hulu, Disney, mm-hmm. Netflix, Amazon. I'm sure there's a golf one. Um, so maybe like a semi-annual review or something. Yeah, be like, when's the last, or I'm sure the, even the TVs will like track us. When's the last time you turned this on? Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, let's eliminate, you know, $8, $10, Peacock's one, which, mm-hmm. you know, I use, which I watch the Dan Patrick show in the morning. If mm-hmm. I'm at home even watching outside of that, sometimes I play some golf maybe. events yeah. too. But it's crazy how much you can spend on subscriptions and not even realize it. Well, and I think I heard some report that there's a major car manufacturer that is, you know, if you want your heated seats, it's now a monthly charge. It's a subscription service to be able to use the parts of your car. The heat? Yes. The heated seats are now part of a monthly subscription package. 
And I think it's because corporate America's figured out that if they're going to charge you eight bucks a month, you're going to look at it and you're going to say, eh, $8 a month, you know, just subscribe and forget about it. Well, but warm. the problem is <laughs> you can end up with so many of these subscription services that you wake up one day and you're like, I am hundreds of dollars a month mm -hmm. in the hole on stuff that I rarely, if at all, use. Yeah. And so it's worth it to take the time to say, hey, is this something that I need? The needs and the wants. Mm -hmm. We talk about it all the time, and this kind of lands in that category. I um, mean, it could even go through as, a, you know, if you use it an hour a month, mm -hmm. is that worth it? Yeah. Maybe. This I mean, honestly, when was the last time you changed the oil in your car? Every 3,000 miles. No, when's the last time you personally did it? Oh, it depends on which vehicle, but most of the vehicles, <laughs> right. no, I don't change you're like, it. I, I don't, don't want to do it. I'll take it somewhere because the cost of it outweighs yeah. the time. Especially if you've got the right coupons, which <laughs> I, I love coupons, by the way. Oh, goodness. I really do. Anytime I'm making you know, a purchase online, especially I'm always looking for a discount code mm -hmm. and, you know, probably 80% of the time I find one, it might be 10%. It might mm -hmm. be 20%. But the reality is even with my oil change, right? Every time I get an oil change, I know there's always a coupon online. Right. And oftentimes it's like $40 off yeah. the oil change. If you start doing the little things mm -hmm. and you do them consistently enough over a long enough period of time, what if you're saving 10 to 20% on your life? Right. That adds up. That makes a difference. So coupon your way to we're gonna, a little we're bit gonna, of financial control. We're going to come back to this couponing stuff because I have a love-hate relationship with couponing. Okay. Well, that you're right. We're running a little bit long, so we're going to go to a break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about opportunities. This and is Matt couponing. Dixon. And Justin Brogan. And you guys are listening to the True Wealth Radio Show on 93.9 and 1240 KQEN. What's going on, everybody? We are back for the last segment of the True Wealth Radio Show. With me in studio... Justin Brogan. Justin, we left off on this taco series talking about tracking investments, analyzing investments, controlling investments. What is the O in taco? What are we finishing out this radio show on how are we talking about busting inflation in the chops? Well, because this, the aspect that we work in, we should drive a little bit of investments into some of the, mm -hmm. which, full disclosure, this is not investment recommendations. Yeah. But being opportunistic, especially if you're a person that has prepared for times that aren't so favorable for people that don't prepare. Mm-hmm. I mean, people that may have more cash on hand than mm -hmm. typical have more money, say, you know, during this, especially this cycle of inflation as markets are down. Right. You know, and if you're still continuing to save for retirement or future purposes and things like that, it can be attractive because markets could potentially be on sale based on where they are. We're, I'm not going short term on what they've done the last you know, week or yeah, two. Yeah, in 10 or, years from now, the market should right. be higher than they are today. Correct. Right. And so, and continuing that path, if you are, you know, saving, especially mm -hmm. that's why, you know, 401k plans are great because it's, you're doing it whether you realize it or 
you know, see it or not. Mm-hmm. It's coming before you can make the decision to not. Or right, and do. oftentimes your employer's giving you some quote right. unquote free money. You should be probably taking advantage of that. Yeah. Yeah, there's very few situations like yeah, if you get a hundred percent guaranteed return on just putting a percentage mm-hmm. in, you should do it. It's hard to recommend someone not taking yeah. free money. Um, and also just it's this is still if it's and that could change depending on where you're at in the cycle of life. You know, sure. maybe this isn't maybe you need to pause contributions for a season. Right. We get it. Right. You know, maybe you're, you know, three months, I guess, from, you know, retirement and you're going to use a lot of this money to, you know, purchase a rental or something like that. Sure. Like, All right. Don't risk it for that short time frame. Um, which you brought up another opportunity is business opportunities. Mm hmm. You know, going through a cycle where, you know, businesses could be shutting down, businesses could be selling at a... Right, at a discount, and you have the opportunity to step in and make a business decision where you in the long term have the opportunity to realize some profit because of the fact that you positioned yourself in a favorable way, so... And yeah. the, the other one you brought up was my favorite, which I'm going to like, the negotiations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've been known to always find really good deals on Craigslist, right? So I I always have this theory, in most cases, where you can go in and offer half of what someone is asking and negotiate the price from there, right? And I think people can't be afraid of the opportunity to negotiate, mm-hmm. especially in an inflationary environment. Times are hard. Feel free to negotiate. I negotiated the interest rate on my house. A lot of people don't think that's real. They came back with a certain number and I'm like, eh, that seems a little high. How about we go here? And I negotiated the interest rate down. You can negotiate a lot of things in life. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to say, is there some wiggle room here? Because in a lot of circumstances, you're going to save yourself a lot of money. And at the same time, what's the worst that could happen? They say no. (laughs) Right? So it's like... Yeah. I mean, you're still at the same place you started, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those, it's like, just ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think part of it, too, is going into the negotiation piece, knowing what you're comfortable paying. Right. A lot of people don't do that part. They're like, I want the thing, or I need the thing, let's just go get it. But they right. don't look at price, and they're not willing to negotiate, and so they are then at a disadvantage mm-hmm. because they haven't established any boundaries on where they're comfortable. Mm -hmm. And so know what you're willing to pay and don't be afraid to, in the right circumstances, negotiate for that. Do it in a respectful way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. (laughs) You can't go out and just be insulting, but um, if there's some room for negotiation, don't be afraid to go there. And it is important. It's knowing, you know, when, I guess, to draw the line, but it's, there's never a time that's a bad time just to ask questions. Say, mm-hmm. can I get this for this? And if not, it's, that's I, mean, okay. I guess it can be, I yeah. guess, a, I don't know, what would you call that? Or like an insecurity? Like, I just got told no. Well, who, that's if you okay. didn't ask, you're still in the same place. Right. It well, shouldn't be insecure. One of the things on this um, opportunities piece that we're talking about, one of the big ones for me was always, Trend recognition, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're in an inflationary environment, um, 
recognize what trends are going on and you might be able to use that to your benefit right, right? so if, if say you're you're a seller of something don't be afraid to say okay what are people really looking for right. and then catering to that maybe they don't want to buy the widget that's six dollars maybe they want to buy the widget that's three dollars and you can still provide that service the farm fresh egg that's a dollar treat right there you go <laughs> um but yeah so justin if someone has heard something that resonates with them and they want to get some more advice on anything to do with the financial world mm-hmm. what should they do well, easiest is you can email us at littlejohnfs.com. And if it warrants a phone call, 541-375-0898. Yes, I remembered what our phone number was. Oh, spot on the money, Justin. All right, well, we're running out of time here. Uh, you guys have been listening to the True Wealth Radio Show. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Matt Dixon. And Justin Brugman. And you guys are listening to 93.9 and 1240 KQEN. The preceding program was paid for by Little John Financial Services. The opinions and views expressed may not reflect those of Brook Communications, its affiliates, or its employees.